0: Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it's the first Friday on Sunny in Seattle. So stay tuned as Sunny and Dr. Alessandra share all of the latest from diversity school to relationships, including the tips, tools, and inspiration that have helped them navigate all of life's ups and even downs. And now I welcome your hosts for the day. Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke.
1: Good morning, welcome to Sunny in Seattle. It is first Friday of the month, which means I am one of your hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello, hi, and uh, so Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from nine to ten a.m. on Alternative Talk, eleven fifty a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines, and you can always access the show archives if you aren't able to catch the whole show or the show live. Um, You can find those uh, at the station's archives. Those are at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. Um, so Dr. Alessandra, (laughs) well, uh, let's see. I mean, we can check in with Benny. Oh, no, we're going to you girls.
0: Uh Uh-uh, forget about me. You guys are traveling, doing way more, way more than what I got.
1: Benny. No, no. but but Benny, I feel like this is, there, you and I had an intro not too long ago where you, like... Uh, took, a, for me at least, knowing you all these many years, a kind of a big step that I wanted No, Alisantra you're just hearing things. No, <laughs> this was from your own mouth. And Target. Benny was oh. suggesting like a double date type situation with <gasps> his person. Um which I, you know, I've I love that never, person. The, I feel like the only like <laughs> yes. <laughs> name is Jessica, yes. Yes, but I feel like the only way I've met any of the people in your life <laughs> is if they happen to be hanging around the studio like the boys or whatever. But now you like put it out there that we could actually it's get together. No, the getting together outside of the studio has what is not she been doing? we've ever <laughs> done <she> before <laughs> in terms of like uh, double dating. She's yeah. calling you out. Apparently, She's yeah. calling you out. Just
0: waiting for people to get all settled in in their lives. People just come came back into the picture, and so making sure you're okay, and we'll, we'll make it work. And summer's coming, so... We'll have opportunities.
1: Yeah, see, that's what okay. I'm talking about. I wanted Alessandra. I wanted you to be aware of these things in case you come through <laughs> Seattle again. We will need to oh, make yeah. a triple date. Her too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my peoples.
0: gosh, a triple date! I love it. So much love on this show. Right. Oh. The right. Sunny in Seattle. Triple date.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, I just needed you to be aware of these things, Alessandra. That <laughs> Benny is just one way of putting it out there. I'm just. <laughs> hey by
0: the way <laughs> yeah, well, I know yeah. we are creating
1: awareness around <laughs> yeah. benny's offering
0: yeah. that's great yeah. yes i don't know it's just felt like a big
1: step for for benny anyway yeah, and
0: 25 other thousand people listening too. <laughs> okay totally fine
1: well it is a big step it's also I like i
0: haven't really i guess i've seen benny socially one time time. out of the radio station (laughs) and you know and you've been doing this show Sonny for how many years I mean this is a big deal for Benny to be like oh hey you Mm know we could do a double date yeah
1: so that. it's out there. Now you are aware as well. So we can hold Benny. Well, we account. said we, you.
0: we could FaceTime her or get her on the, the Google duo or whatever. The kids are calling yes. it these days or we whatever. So. Absolutely. All we right.
1: Options, so okay. it's out there. Right. I love this. Okay. I love this for us. <laughs> okay. So Alessandra, um, it's we can have like a throwback to where in the world is Dr. Alessandra? Oh, what did you tell me? I want to have that ready. I told you she is not in her normal place today. Well, that is,
0: oh, bummer.
1: Okay, so yeah. you can Benny will come in with that maybe at some point, but um yes. yeah. So wait, where are you? Where are you? Coming? Wait, 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 wait! Oh, I, got wait it. I got, I got, okay, it. I got! I just got, got it. Tell me where in the world is Dr. Alessandra? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you remember, so <laughs> oh
0: good. Oh my gosh, remember those days? It's like every single time I was checking in on the radio. I was like in a new state or doing a new thing, and so this is so funny. This setup and the reason maybe my sound sounds a little off. I'm I'm currently in a hotel. I just was in the Dominican Republic oh. um, yesterday, uh-huh. uh, and I had been there um, for four days or so. Mm-hmm. And right now, so we got, our flight was super delayed, you know, we showed up and it was just like absolute mayhem at the airport. And, um, and so we got in very late and then we tried to save money by flying in and out of Orlando. And then we've just spent even more money because we got in so late. We stayed at a hotel. So now I'm at this hotel and I couldn't, I was just like, well, whatever, I got to do the radio show. You are literally this I'm talking on my phone because it's all I have. Uh-huh. You are situated against my journal on top of a pillow filled <laughs> up by a banana right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, at, I'm like, okay, we are going to MacGyver this radio show this morning and I'm going to do it. So oh. I'm, I'm currently in Orlando, just off the heels of a trip to the Dominican, which is which was really lovely yeah
1: say something mm-hmm. about that like i bet that from florida i forget what it's like to be so far down south like from texas you could it's like, to going Caribbean to spokane it's exactly. just so, so close but yeah like, so amazing oh my god
0: yeah it's like it was just two hours and okay. we were there awesome. and i think it's been interesting to now living down in florida you know when i lived in the pacific northwest it's like anytime i went somewhere in a tropical climate i was just like wow ocean and pool and palm trees and i'm like okay you know this looks like it looks like home i mean i live in a beautiful area in florida right in yeah. st petersburg and i just feel like so grateful for that you know that i am just a quick flight away to all of these places yes. and that like this palm trees you know beach kind of scene is um become a regular occurrence for me it feels like what's right in my soul so um it was it was just absolutely lovely and um we met uh, i traveled with my beloved mm-hmm. and we met up with um some friends of ours there and you know it was such a wonderful trip but i will say this is this is um this is kind of um a little bit related to what i was texting with you about sunny earlier mm-hmm. in terms of um tuning in and noticing like uh where there might be constriction, right? Yep. And 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 r- maybe you don't even understand why, but um when we were planning this trip, you know, um uh Tosh is the name of the the person
1: that I'm with. Um Tosh is my
0: partner now. I
1: think, are colleagues. have we is this the where first you time you've heard? mentioned Tosh's name on the show? I think I like- think I yeah, this is the first time. The first time. Uh, oh, we're all
0: breaking barriers uh, here and just knocking things down. Yes. yes. Great. Yes, and I tend to be a pretty private person about my me love too. life. So <laughs> yeah, that
1: so is you and Benny. Yep, us <laughs> yeah. we're in the yes. same. Yep, mm-hmm.
0: Benny and I are like, mm, yeah, we can move on from that topic, or like, <laughs> you know, there is a person. Yes, yes. There is a person. I feel like we get and these so, little
1: droplets. Like it's like we just wait and yes. wait, and then finally there's a little more, and I'm like, oh my yes. god, we have a name yes. now. Yeah, yeah. And Sunny's like, what can you tell us?
0: You know. So, um, yeah, I'm like nothing. I tend to be very private about that. as for as open as I am, it's just like I can talk about anything. I'm not, I'm not uncomfortable with people asking me about any topic, but when it comes to my romantic life, I'm like, oh, just
1: a little bit more. I don't know. Reserve. I get that is. And that is just fine. It's all about where your comfort level is and we'll take what we can get. Yes. Yes. And so Tasha and I were planning this trip and we just kept
0: mm-hmm. noticing like, huh, we were not, we were, we're not feeling excited. We were mm-hmm. feeling some resistance, at, but our friends had booked the flight. And so um, we were like, well, they're going to go there. I mean, you know, we, we just kind of have to get our act together here and we have to get our act together. We have to make this work. (laughs) Yes. We pep talked our way into that trip, Mm -hmm. you know, until we, we were just like, okay, we've got this, they got tickets. And then we would remind ourselves, we'd say, we have to do this. And then (laughs) we don't have to do anything. No, Right. We can tell them that we've decided to do this. And there was a lot of conversation. And so, um, so anyway, we made it happen, and we got there. And then, as it turns out, my um, my friend—it's um, a couple friend—but felt pretty grouchy huh. the whole time. It wasn't his scene. Mm-hmm. He and I—I I love this man—and he was just not feeling it. Hmm. So we were kind of then contending with an interesting mood <laughs> and working through that. <laughs> <you know? laughs> And my friend just texted and said, you know, she has a UTI, she had to go to the medical doctor. And I just thought to myself, like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like that was that I mean it was nice and it ended up being work, a little bit of work throughout. So yep. I just thought, okay. And I was reminded, you know, even this morning, because sometimes we can't do it right when we're in it always, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but just like, whoa, I did have some constriction around this and i did have a really difficult time just wanting to move forward on planning and everything and so yeah. i think it was just an important lesson in like you know really noticing like huh there's there's not flow here
1: mm-hmm.
0: i don't feel flow here and where is it you and i have talked on this show before like when is it bold, kind of like boulder? You're pushing a boulder up a hill mm-hmm. energy to get yourself to do something. And when is it flow?
1: Right. And it is so mm-hmm. funny that you're using these words. And I didn't even know this is kind of where this was going to go. But the yeah. I, I was telling you one of the things I wanted to share today is an old, it's like a throwback exercise from Martha. And I pulled it out of the toolbox, dusted it off, and used it when in making my Divinity School final decision on where I would go. Mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. what you just walked through is a very similar. Because I'm going to share this tool on the show today. And actually, if yes. anyone out there listening is just trying to decide, do I want to go on this vacation? It can be something as simple as, you know, do I want to to meet this friend for coffee or or you know, go on a vacation is a little bit more complicated, but you can yes. use it on big and small decisions. So I used it on the divinity school decision, but anyway, it's so interesting yes. that you mentioned that because it really, if you feel that sense of push, the boulder pushing it uphill mm-hmm. or just a sense of constriction, that's information. So I'm just like looking back mm-hmm. on it now, of course, nothing disastrous happened, but if there was, you said Mm-mm. it was a little bit of work, but would you still go on the trip or would you have listened more to those little, no. little push things? <laughs> No, I wouldn't have.
0: I wouldn't have. Because honestly, you know, it felt like financially I, I, I think I would have rather put my money elsewhere. I had a lot going on, you know, with my home and there was, you know, some uh, like unexpected, you know, construction that needed to happen Mm -hmm. and unexpected sort of, I mean, you mean in addition to the mold removal? No, I think it just finally happened. And then there was just a lot of money out of my pocket to make that happen. So it just, I would have, I would have felt better and more grounded. And like I was acting in more of a place of authenticity had I just stayed with that. I don't think, I mean, and so it's, it's not that I have, um, regret. I think that there were such beautiful times from that. And I feel deeply grateful that we were able to do that and have this time out. And it's like, whoa, trust that if you, just to even notice, like if you can't, um, identify what it is, but you just feel like, huh, like, this feels like I'm pushing, I'm like, Mm -hmm. like, um, going against the current, you Mm -hmm. know, if you're in a river or something like that, and you are actively walking against the current instead of going with the flow. And, you know, sometimes I'll feel that, but I come from, you know, a big history of, okay, I feel the resistance and I am pushing through this. You know, watch me rise. I'm (laughs) going for this. Don't tell me I can't do this. I'm going to do it. And so I'm just, I'm just, you know, really seeing that, the effects of that again and again and again. Like you're saying, whether it's with big or small decisions and whether that's in my, you know, it's shown up everywhere in my love life, in my um, you know, uh, trips or vacations in my small decisions, like the times where I felt a ton of resistance or pushback yeah. and then was able to pivot and, and just open and listen and have flow in these other ways. It's remarkable yeah. how much less tiring it is. If you can choose where flow, like go or go where there's flow.
1: Yes. And I think when you say go where there's flow, then that leads, this is, I'm Sitting in much of the same space about different issues in my life, but that trusting the flow and that versus, I think, FOMO for me as you were talking, I'm thinking. Yeah. There's this part of me that my human is like, okay, yes, we do need to trust the flow, but what if we miss out on this opportunity that I see that I want and I'm I'm gonna make it happen. Exactly. Can we trust that what is truly ours, whether it's a vacation or a school mm-hmm. or a partner or or even you know something small like a like a little purchase you have to make can you trust that what mm-hmm. is truly yours will come to you if you trust the flow and not the human to make it happen mm. yes absolutely and
0: mm-hmm. so um Everyone I know is dying to hear about your school. Updates. I don't know about and that, so... but I, that is my one of my lighter my lightest. Can updates. you <laughs> can you can you fill us in on that? Because it sounds like there was a similar process, you know, for you in noticing flow. And so I'm just curious. Like, can you update and then and then tell us about this?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I like I said, I want to share one of the tools that I used, um, which. Um, I was happy to bring that out of the toolbox. I'd forgotten about it for a Mm -hmm. while um, so others can use it. So there was that. um, But also, of course, we'll have to talk about um, you were instrumental in helping (laughs) me make that decision. Um, You walked me through it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I. Oh, and you know, my ego
0: loves getting credit (laughs) for decisions people feel good about. (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) I'm like, could you mention on the air how amazing I was um,
1: in helping you do that? absolutely that was that's one of the main two two ways that I that I made my decision thank you Dr. Alessandra and I didn't even have to book a session because you're not even doing one-on-one work anymore anyway that's right that's right that's (laughs) right I'm glad I'm on the friend list now (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are
0: professionally (laughs) preferred friend list
1: (laughs) yeah so um, okay so long story short I went with Yale I will be going to New Haven in the fall. Um, and I think mm. everyone that I have shared the decision with in my close circle, when I say Yale, they all went, what? I think I surprised <laughs> everyone, my parents, Chase, myself included, when I didn't go with Harvard. Because, you know, that was the place that started it all. Mm-hmm. That was the, mm-hmm. oh, two years ago or whatever. Um, yeah. you know, I started thinking about it. So it was interesting because, um, and i am I'll share this about it. I think when I applied to Yale, I included it in my search. I don't want to say at the last minute, but I, I have a friend who wrote a book at the same time as I did, um, and she is an ordained Episcopal priest, um, but she is a very uh, uh, staunch feminist and, and mm-hmm. has, you know, we've talked a lot, we we share a lot of spiritual values and have talked a lot about the church and everything. And I remember during the application process, she went to Yale and I thought, goodness, that's a great school. I know it's a divinity school. It's tied to a a really respectable, large university. I'm just going to throw that in the mix. And out of all the schools I applied Mm -hmm. to, I did the least research on Yale. So, you know, a little (laughs) confession there. I just went on a a friend having gone there and the the reputation of the university alone. (laughs) So as I'm like making the decision, and I think I shared last month that um, one of the things that felt very serendipitous to me is that during the application process, Yale sent out an announcement that they had this incredible new endowment that would allow these really incredible scholarships that were not available last year when I was applying only to Harvard. Um, and so when I saw that email come in during, you know, late nights of writing my wow. writing sample, I was like, you know, I kind of got tears in my eyes when I thought about maybe getting one of those scholarships. And it, Long story short, I did. And so I couldn't help but, you know, take that as like a sign. I need to give Yale some serious attention. And then mm-hmm. I get on the website and I discover they are, and these are their, the quote from the dean, they are unapologetically Christian. And I thought, oh, dear. <sighs> I could see this going one way. Um, you know, this would be a great progressive Christian environment in which to make peace with the evangelical Christianity of my youth. Um, and help me find, you know, a landing place within the faith. Not necessarily that I will ever identify as a Christian, because I think the way that mm-hmm. I, I I define that, at least the the way that the term has, I think, most commonly understood, I could not fall into that the creed or the the kind of the shared beliefs about yeah Jesus's death, that kind of thing that I think usually go along with Christianity. However, um, I thought, isn't this an interesting setup that I may have? Um, so there are some little, little things that go along with that that I won't necessarily go into that are kind of like specific to ordination requirements and things like that within Unitarian Universalism, which is what mm-hmm. i plan to do. Anyway, I had this wonderful conversation with a girl. She's a third year, about to graduate. She just got ordained as a Unitarian Universalist. Um, and I said I wanted to talk to her like – a series of synchronicities gave me the opportunity to talk to her because I thought I need to talk to someone who's not a Christian, who mm-hmm. is a UU, a uh, Unitarian Universalist, and see what their experience was like. And she was really honest. She said, I almost transferred my first semester because I couldn't, I felt so alienated. Um, you know, because all of their chapel services are Christian in nature. They don't have, mm-hmm. you know, like Harvard is very pluralistic. So you might have the Muslim group lead a, a a chapel service and then you would have like the Wiccan group and then you would have Christians Mm -hmm. and whatever. But it's like, you know, there's only one flavor really (laughs) offered at Yale. So I I had concerns about getting there with my spiritual practice and feeling very alienated, feeling very triggered and angry, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, I talked to this lovely woman and she said, yeah, I almost transferred for a semester, but something happened. I decided to stick with it. I came back and it was the community. And she now, strangely this I'm just so curious I can't wait to talk to her more now that I have this connection and now that I've made my decision but she is now has like dual standing with not only unitarian universalism which is not a christian tradition and united church of christ so i'm like Whoa. Oh, wow so anyway she ah. again she's not a she doesn't identify as a christian but she said there was a way that way that she made it work okay i'm going into way digression what she said which really stuck <laughs> you with sound me, excited about it though i'm like excited been, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she said having a lot of friends at harvard and then also her being at yale she said between the two here's what i will say harvard is more head Yale is more heart, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, that I I pick up on that energy uh, in having now visited both campuses and participating in all of their events and everything. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my life making decisions just for the head and not the yep. heart. And I thought, this is I. I I needed to to go this route. And so and then I will say our conversation. Okay, so can I just share a little (laughs) bit and you can. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I'll share the tool. Um, So it is the day of and I have not notified any of the schools because they are once you notify a school, they say, where are you going? And so I couldn't tell Mm -hmm. anybody. I didn't have an answer for anyone because I didn't know. And it was like up until the very last hour that I could turn in my decision. I still have not done it. And so this is the afternoon of that day, like a week ago. And I said, Alessandra, do you have time? A five-minute conversation? I need help. And you mm-hmm. said, of course. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be at Ikea. So, I, you know, Ikea. <laughs> I found a little corner in the rug section and sat down, you know, on my phone. And I, I will just share, like, what I heard you say and what it meant to me, if that's okay. It may have, like, yeah, walk me through it. You walk me through it a variety of ways, but... Basically you said, okay, so one once upon a time in your life, Sonny, you made a decision based on what your social self wanted and how mm-hmm. did that play out? And of course you were referring to my, you know, going to law school and getting married to Rob and all those things. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, it, 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 while I would not trade those experiences, it was, it was hard. It was difficult. Mm-hmm. And, um, I definitely overrode my body and my Mm -hmm. spirit in making those decisions. And I could feel it. You know, my body felt so like you were talking about pushing the boulder. Making the relationship with Rob work felt like pushing a boulder uphill on so many occasions. Same thing with going to law school. Um, And so, and you said, okay, so Sonny, how'd that go when you make a decision strictly for your social self? I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. not great. And you're like, I heard you say, basically, you know, you've got an opportunity now from the front end, instead of 2020 being hindsight, (laughs) you -hmm. have a decision right now that you can an opportunity to make this decision on the front end from your essential self. And yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's scarier, perhaps. But um, think about how that could turn out. And so I realized um, through a couple of different ways, like, I feel like Harvard was, what would look best on paper and Uh it would have been a social self decision. Not that I would have regretted it. I don't think you could go wrong with any of the wonderful schools where I feel so blessed to have been accepted. But in the end um, I went with what the essential self said and here's how I know and here's my little tool that I'll, not my tool, but the Mm -hmm. Martha tool that I, that I use, but I could feel, I know something is good for my essential self when my body reacts and that nice, relaxed, lighter way. And so there's this, um, the tool is called being a sommelier of your own alignment. Kind of like, you know, a, mm-hmm. a sommelier mm-hmm. has a very developed palette for subtle nuances and flavor in wine. Well, in the same way, yes. we can be... I like to think of myself as an at-home sommelier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <And> so... <laughs> but so in the same way, um, we can be uh very in tune with subtle nuanced flavors in our energy body and our body. And so, I'm I will just say there's a little four questions that you walk through. So for anybody out there listening, if you have an opportunity that you are deciding on, like again, it could be as simple as meeting a friend for coffee this afternoon versus staying home, or it could be do I need to leave my marriage? <laughs> How does it feel to stay in my marriage? So, um Basically everything, every every person, place or thing has a flavor. So we're just gonna see what the flavor is and see how aligned it is for you. So number one, does this opportunity that you're faced with, does it taste like or feel like ease or is it forced, a push? Mm-hmm. I think you could be using this on like looking back on your decision to go on this vacation. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something <laughs> I as you're asking me questions. <laughs> okay, so question one, does it feel more like ease? Or is it forced or a push? Number two, does it feel like freedom? Or is it more trapped or clamped down? And that would be one of those body things. Does it feel, taste like freedom? Or is it more trapped or clamped down? Number three, is it compelling, stimulating, Fascinating, you know, fascination being attention without effort. So is it stimulating, fascinating, or does it feel boring and flat? <laughs> and finally, number four, does it taste like peace and inner stillness? Or is there kind of a mania about it or a, a graspiness, a getting kind of frothy at the mouth type thing? Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: I will say, for me personally, when I envisioned being at Yale, which I could do having set foot on both of these campuses, I felt just the slightest sense of relaxation in the body, that ease and freedom. And I felt, when I pictured myself at Harvard, I felt a slight sense of being um, clamped down, that constriction. Mm-hmm. And just just the tiniest little like there was just like a block of some sort uh, a like a I don't even know just kind of a wall separating me from yeah. Harvard there was a it's like a like a inert sterile feeling about it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I put all of your conversation with me together this tool together mm-hmm. and I leapt for the one that again I have some concerns. I have some questions. I have uh-huh. there are some. I think many more unknowns about this experience. Um, but I went with the one that <laughs> was felt more aligned with my essential self from right out of the yeah. box. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> this yeah, is-
0: <laughs> and it's all you know. It's all one big experiment, and yeah. we can only go with what we ever know or feel at the time, right? I mean, it's like we're we're just making decisions with like okay. What's my body telling me? What's yeah. my, what's where's my heart leading me? Where's yeah. the divine leading me? And we have no idea what will be revealed to you in that.
1: No clue. No, absolutely not. And I think it just if you were to put it, I, again, I feel like if I'd made the pro-con list and put it on paper, Harvard makes more sense in so many ways, especially based on mm-hmm. what I want to do but i had to go with what felt right go with your gut go with the essential self go with the the ease in the body yes and i did yes. so we will see uh, everything remains to be seen as to what will happen there but that's mm-hmm. where i'm going so yeah yeah thanks for sitting with and me then, in ikea and helping me
0: <laughs> absolutely well it was fun when we started that conversation because i was like hmm hard to make big life decisions in an ikea <laughs> first of all <laughs> because they set it up so you're starving and want to buy many things and then get lost you know <laughs> so it is like one big life maze it, ca- it causes me like a little existential crisis every
1: time i'm there oh yeah i always i like every time i'm like oh it's going to be great and they remodeled the seattle one so now it's like twice the size <laughs> it's two mm-hmm. floors i and I'm all like, okay, how, I'm well-rested, I'm well-fed, I like, yes. let's do this. And then I got in, and I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? Like, yes. this never goes well. Why do you ever go to it's Ikea? too
0: much. I know, it never goes well. But it was so fun to talk to you about that. And I mean, and I I don't really, um, there was something, even when you went through the the first round of the Harvard application, mm-hmm. do you remember where I was like, you might want to cast a wider net Oh yeah, because I had, yeah. And you were at the time like, no, that's a no for me, which I respected. Yeah. Right. And this time around when you had gotten, you know, the acceptance from all of the schools, I thought, A, of course she did. Mm-hmm. And B, you know, I'm, I wasn't really surprised that you were not thinking that like Harvard maybe had some some more contenders than you thought. So I wasn't mm-hmm. one of the people who was like, Oh, I'm shocked. You know, I just thought, I think in Sonny's mind, just like that, that human part is like, okay, this is like, this is that for the social self. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, how impressive, what an amazing thing to be able to write down on paper. Yeah. And I had full confidence and faith that eventually it seems like it was a matter of timing for the universe to be able to offer this scholarship and all of this to you Mm -hmm. and and I kind of saw Harvard maybe for you as as sort of the gate opener of Mm -hmm. like these there this is kind of the path Would you consider it right and then you got the more of the openness you needed over this last year and then so there was even more for you you know so I kind of saw it as like you know, and sometimes I see that with people in, um, dating relationships or something where they, you know, they meet someone and they, Oh, I thought this was the one I really thought I was going to go with this person. And it's like, we never know Mm -hmm. what purpose any of these things will actually serve in our lives. And on some level, I felt like Harvard was a bit of a can opener for Mm -hmm. you and being able to see, you know, these possibilities for your next soul journey. Um, And definitely in talking to you, it's like, we all have, we all have our, you know, our, with our human minds and fear and our social self and ways we want to be perceived or things we want to put down on paper Mm -hmm. and then, you know, contending with, but what actually feels right? And we, we can convince ourselves a whole lot of things feel right that don't actually have that same kind of flow, you know, or same kind of ease.
1: Yeah. And I will say, you know, I listen to Martha's podcasts and her gathering pod and I, what she has one podcast with uh, her wife, Ro, and then she has another one. That's just her own little thing that she does mm-hmm. anyway. And every time now, when I hear her reference, she doesn't, she makes light of it, like Harvard, you know, whatever she's yeah. <laughs> finds it very embarrassing, but Roe calls her on it all the time. And Anyway, but every time I hear her say that, I have this little twinge, that I'm like, and I won't be able to say that now. I'm like, okay, but that is a stupid reason to go to a school just so that I can reference it in passing, and my human can feel better about its insecure, unworthy self, you know? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And I have never heard, it's like, I've heard a lot of things about Harvard. I worked for a hospital linked to Harvard. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot about it. Mm -hmm. Nothing I've ever heard about it is, oh my gosh, I felt so warm and loved (laughs) there. And like my human experience was so honored there. No, it's a lot of things but known for its warmth it is not and so I just think that you know I you know like I said to you Yale is nothing to sneeze at it's like that is also a you know a big wow name but I think I think too that you know even that's a good example of the way that our society sets up you know this kind of hierarchy right. of experiences or education things. And it's like, but what is it that you actually want to learn? Yeah. Right. Like, if, you know, I mean, it's like, I'm sure they have a lot of great professors and things like that. It's That's amazing. It takes a certain, you know, test score and mm-hmm. all of that to get in there. But, but if you're wanting to, I don't know if you're wanting a wholehearted human experience, yeah, you've got to go where you feel the heart in it
1: too. Yeah yes Mm -hmm. and that's exactly exactly what I did yeah I'm so
0: excited for you oh I'm too yeah one thing that has really aligned for me is you know I started having um boulder pushing up energy as I started to try to make some plans to come out um for to Washington this summer and I started feeling the constriction the boulder pushing um and then it was interesting because I had also equally been wanting to do kind of a East coast. I just need to get out of Florida for August and September. Yeah. It's too hot there. It's too hot. It just, yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought, well, I wanted to go up to the East, um, Northeast, you know, and my brother, um, and his person had a baby and I want to meet this new child and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these different, I want to see these people. And it was fun just even noticing how your journey, it's like, you know, two of my very best friends of which you're one of them out in Washington, it's like, well, one is flying, you know, to see me next week. And then you were actually on the path, you know, because yeah. I was thinking like, okay, if we're driving up this way, oh my gosh, we'll pass through New Haven. Yes. Sunny, will you be there? Do I even <laughs> not need to worry about Washington in order to see you? Yeah. Yes, you'll be there on the so it just sort of like flowing right away. And I just thought, oh okay, I get it. You know, Sunny is like her adventures are literally in my flow adventure. So I just thought that was fun. Oh, you I,
1: and I'm so excited. I am I feel like seeing you at that time will make it so much more of a gentle landing. And I also have a, a mm-hmm. dear friend from Petaluma whose daughter will be going to school on the East coast, very near to where I am. And so I've already got like friends lined up because I don't, I don't know anybody in that area. Um, I mean, I have friends in like surrounding cities and I forget how close everything is, but yeah, there's so many unknowns with that. Um, so knowing that the universe has already kind of provided a few little like pillows for when I land (laughs) friends being in and around there visiting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. And so what, what is your timeline then?
1: Yes. So, um, I actually just right before the show, I signed. This is remote course, but a summer language Mm -hmm. intensive. Um, And so I'll do that for six weeks in like the end of May into June. Mm -hmm. And then um, I won't actually make the drive out there until August. So probably around August, like mid-August, I will be out there um, to get a little apartment set up and all of those things. So now I'm back on. It's like, um, again, I do not want to minimize actual PTSD for Folks who suffer from that, but I like Mm -hmm. my own version. I don't know how else to say it, but back on the house searching apps, just you remember our. Mm. I'm like, oh "Oh my god, if I have to be on Trulia for one more hour. But okay, this is you know extreme privilege here. I get to look for a neat apartment in a new place that I'm going. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. But oh my gosh, searching for an apartment again and trying to bring Movi, the 70 pound German Shepherd. No, everyone's like, cats great, (laughs) little dogs like your Oscar great giant German shepherds. No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> so we'll just oh, trust yeah. that the right place has already been selected for Movi and I, cause I'm, you know, that's, she's coming with me. So. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And
0: that was just such a ride. I do believe that there can be some trauma from the highs and lows that you experience, especially around your housing. That's one of the top top, top Mm -hmm. stressors for humans. Mm -hmm. And a basic need is housing. So when you've been on a roller coaster of that, that makes a lot of sense to me that you'd be feeling like, oh man, I do not want to get back
1: on this ride. I know. Sending those inquiries and hearing, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. (laughs) But speaking of housing, I also feel like this is another one of those areas of uh, living in the flow. And um, you (laughs) and Tosh moved in together since our last or right around when we did last month. So I think we might have touched on it, that it had just happened or it was about to happen. Mm -hmm. So why don't Mm -hmm. you want to speak a little bit about uh, what that looks like? to make a big life thing like that. <laughs> yes. So I yeah,
0: I think and I I may have mentioned this before that part of the nervousness about that, you know, I don't at this point in my life take uh any, I don't look at that with a romantic lens at all. <laughs> I'm not I'm not like, oh, and we're so perfect and this is so exciting. It's like, no, <laughs> we are very human and both very um, you know, just um, we, we just both occupy space in the world, not just in a, you know, just simple being human way, but energetically. And so I just was thinking, how is this thing going to work out? Um, and I'm such an introvert and love to be alone. And also Tosh has a bigger dog than I'm used to, um,
1: in (laughs) like a movie style dog. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm like okay so uh, it's been a little bit of an adjustment and you know when I worked in um, college counseling for many years mm-hmm. with, um, with working with college students they have a um, diagnosis code that they put down when someone doesn't quite qualify to meet a particular diagnosis based on the uh, DSM you don't yeah. you just put adjustment disorder. <laughs> and,
1: uh, on um, like not otherwise specified <laughs> wait no so ones. it's like that's an actual thing is that like an insurance code or yes. is this it? okay it's well because
0: college counseling centers don't use insurance but you've got oh. to put something down in the computer system right so it's just a way of saying okay. like it's not quite an anxiety disorder you're just like adjusting okay and then in psychology which i take issue with everything's called a disorder right. you know and so it's just like adjustment disorder right so um anyway you know I just always remember that time and so I've said to Tasha a couple of times like I'm in the process of my adjustment disorder <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I mean I'm it's going you know it's going so well and it's like I know myself and I know my alone time and I just see I'm I'm having to learn some you know, just skills. I think a lot of what I tend to do when someone is in my living space is tend to them a lot and mm-hmm. wanting to make sure someone is okay. Are you okay? Are you comfortable? And it's really been very important to me that um uh, when, when they move in that they feel wanted and loved and comfortable. And like, mm-hmm. they're not having to shove themselves in a corner because I've got it decorated just so. Right. Um, and so, um, so it's been a process of me unhooking from needing to do that because Tosh certainly does not want me to do mm-hmm. that. And is kind of like, I am okay. Can you trust that?
1: Is, mm-hmm. is that, What you just described, your need to make Tosh comfortable, to Mm -hmm. make sure that everything is good. Is that Mm -hmm. a form of codependency that trying to read the other person and modify the situation Mm -hmm. so that all is well? Definitely. Definitely. It's like, it's definitely a trait, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think
0: it can be, I think for a lot of women, you know, we're conditioned early on as girls to, you know, to, Read a room and Mm -hmm. perceive what other people need, and you know, be polite and offer people whatever it is a Mm -hmm. beverage or whatever it is that they need to be more comfortable. Um, and so that can turn in and you know, to an issue of codependency later on down the line as well. And I and I do feel like I don't meet criteria for full, full blown codependency, but I do definitely have traits, and and it becomes, um, You know, and I guess I'm sharing this just in case any you know any listeners can relate, but it can become something that becomes problematic. You know, there's there's an there's an edge to that when you can't shut it off and just fully. You know, I think about um, kind of the energy that I put out caring for other people around me as kind of like octopus tentacles that go out, right? Mm -hmm. And and so sometimes what can happen is I have a hard time putting those tentacles back in and kind of like unhooking and just um, powering down for myself. Um, So that's, you know, that's part of it too is like, you know, um, really trying to do some self-talk throughout, like this person is fine, I don't need to do this because what has happened in the past is I do that unknowingly and um, then resent someone else for not appreciating all of the ways I'm tending to them.
1: Right, but yes. But they're not asking for. <laughs> yes, yes. And I will, i just say, when I ask about the codependency, I am saying this from, in my family history, we've, like, women are codependent beyond recognition, and I definitely mm-hmm. fall into that. I think more, um, now that I'm aware of it and know more about it, um, I am not mm-hmm. that way as much with Chase, although I have to catch myself, but with Rob, oh my Lord, I was the the one who was constantly tap dancing, trying to fix, divert from his, you know, temper, if that ever flared in front of Mm -hmm. people, trying to make sure, smooth everything out, make sure that we presented well and that everybody was, you know, that the, how, what can I do to make him peaceful and happy? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I, I'm calling myself out on that. And, and yeah, yeah, so anyway,
0: and that's a full-time job. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a lot of work, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of women don't realize that. Um, and I think I'm saying women, I, and I know men experience this too, and all gender representations in between, but I'm, I'm just saying women cause that that's who I work with and mm-hmm. how I identify. It's like, um, you know, there are a lot of people that feel that and, and it's easy. It's, and you may not even be aware that you're doing that, you know, that you are working such overtime to, tend to someone else or to help them feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And essentially it's a subtle form of manipulation also, right? I'm going to tap dance and perform in order to get you to behave in a certain way that is, makes for a happier home for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can just get very sticky. And I think is really contributes over time to erosion in relationships, you know, where it's like, nobody's being their their full selves and that doesn't feel good and you know for Tasha and I it's like we both of us really value feeling free above else above all else and you know we want freedom and we want openness and we don't want constriction and you know so Mm -hmm. it's really important for me to work on my own personal freedom even in that way
1: yep you know I had Mm -hmm. a question when we were uh, preparing for the show today um and you had uh, made a comment um or this was in the text that it you know it that this has been awesome and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's without conflict or hardship mm-hmm. but i'm curious for you looking back and since we're working with the either the, the being a sommelier of your own alignment tool or yeah. your, your uh, metaphor of pushing a boulder uphill, that push, push, make it work. Yes. Energy. So looking back on your past relationship, um, yeah, that we've talked a lot about the fact that you all worked really hard at it and pushed to keep yourselves together mm-hmm. even in the face of things, sometimes being really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now I'm curious, when you compare the two, if that even feels appropriate, but I guess I'm saying, how do you know that the conflict and hardship is the healthy, not pushing kind versus mm. what you felt in the prior relationship? Is there a distinction?
0: Yeah, there, it just, it does feel like a distinction. And, you know, um, with it, it did feel like I can think about early times in my former relationship where it just felt like, oh my God gosh, this is so hard, or some genuine constriction, like, ah, like, this doesn't, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just feel like I want to go. And of course, we're, you know, we can feel that from time to time as, you know, complex humans. Um, But it did just have a different feeling of, oh, pushing. Mm-hmm. Also, I think pushing to make myself feel something like mm-hmm. pushing and working to feel ease. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this relationship, you know, and they're both wonderful in their own ways, yeah. but this particular relationship feels like, um, the conflict or the hardship feels like, okay, we're not understanding each other. Or we're understanding a different language or you're making you know you're making me really mad right now you're Mm -hmm. annoying me yeah but not like not like um it doesn't feel like I guess it's like it's a body feeling Mm. it doesn't I don't have that internal the only the way I can describe it it's like this internal cry which Mm. I used to call a soul cry this soul cry like but it's almost like either an inner, you know, if you want to call it an inner child or an inner part that would just be like, please, I don't want to do this anymore, Ah. you know, and it would feel like this tearful part, like deep within. And right now, as I'm talking, I'm pointing, I'm pointing to the center of my chest. Mm -hmm. Like I could feel the constriction and this one, I just don't feel, I feel like even now as I think about it, I can feel my chest open back up. It's like, yeah. I just, I don't feel that. I don't feel that. Please, please, please make it stop. I feel more <laughs> yeah. just like, get out of here. You're annoying. You yes. know, just like go it, but it doesn't, it doesn't attack the rest of the core part that, that sort of feels that Constriction. Does that is that making
1: sense? It is. It is. um it, it, I can feel it so much in my body just yeah. as I'm talking about the differences. It was yeah. wild. Yeah. That's exactly. That's that's why I asked because I was just curious about that. I I same thing when I look at my marriage versus my current relationship with Chase. And again, mm-hmm. I always always hate to do that because number one, you know, Rob is no longer in human form to mm-hmm. defend himself. But I always try to honor him and just say, you know, he was a really amazing man, and we just uh-huh. had, it was a very difficult, it was a hard romantic relationship to have, yeah. so, I and really only my two long-term relationships, so that's all I had to compare it to, but there was a definite body difference there, too, from the get-go, I, like, uh-huh. yeah, I overrode that feeling in the body to go through with the engagement, and then the marriage, and, and, yeah, I, I, now that I know what that is in my chest, I'm like, Oh, you better listen to that. Not you. You better
0: listen. Yeah. Because it will, it will get you. Yeah. Like you can ignore it for as long as you choose to, but it will get you. It's like the whisper turns to a talk turns to a screen turns to a two by four. You know, it just is, that feels very true for me. And um, yeah. And I think, you know, I, for some people their you know, their sense of pointing to ease is like, you know, we don't have any, you know, we don't have any conflict. And I think for me, it's like, I've got so many feelings and anybody I'm with is going to have so many feelings. (laughs) And so there's bound to be conflict. Um, and so I think it's just working through that, you know, differently and a willingness to look through that, uh, and look at it differently and think like, okay, I'm, I'm in this place where so many things are compatible, um, and, and pleasurable, um, and don't cause me that constriction. And it's just been, it's just been really wonderful. It feels, um, each, each step of the path has been so useful. And I think I've been, my nervous system has been so well-trained to just work harder You know, I don't know, just like work harder. Shouldn't it be hard? Shouldn't it be, (laughs) shouldn't I question myself at every turn? Shouldn't I think about this longer? Shouldn't Uh I fight more for something? And, you know, to be in this, this path of walking with the divine and choosing to live that way is like, wow, I just see like, I'm just seeing so much flow. I think in ways I've never felt.
1: Yes, and I'm looking for this quote. It was, uh, let's see, uh, okay, yeah, here it is. This is from Sarah Landon. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking about the difference that that being in the flow, a decision. Mm-hmm. I think the way that Sarah Landon and the Council talk about it, it's they say choicelessness, and I I I return to that too in the Divinity School decision. But I'll just read this: When you allow that which is in the highest expression of all that you are, it's choiceless. There's no resistance at all. It's choiceless. And then it's magical, it's miraculous, it's amazing. Um, let's see, uh, it goes on. Um, oh, and there, she had another quote. That one is not the exact one I think I was looking for. I thought it was, but um, yeah, basically that that when something when I know something is choiceless, that feels like ease in the body to me, and that flow. Um, whereas, yeah, I can I can use that now evaluating relationship. I can use that now thinking divinity school decision anyway. So that's another one to help. Yeah. It's choiceless. And, you know, and I've heard um, Tosha Silver talk about
0: like when that flow comes or that connection comes, like it's undeniable. Yeah. It's und you, you, you can't even fight it. It's just like, that is what, that's the path that the universe is opening for you. Like it, it becomes choiceless. Exactly. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful way to say it.
1: Yes. And a wonderful place to end the show since we are right at beautiful. Time.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So
1: good to connect with you over the airwaves. Yes. So good to be here again. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, you have been listening to Sunny in Seattle, and as it is the first Friday of the month, it is not just me, Sunny Joy McMillan, but I was joined by my fantastic First Friday (laughs) co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. And Benny on the board. Thank you. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week.